Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Claire. And this is the Weekly Screening Podcast, where we review everything that's been on our screens this week and what's coming up next week. Just a brief warning before we start. There will be spoilers for everything we discuss. So if you don't want a show, film or game spoiled, skip ahead to the next section. Starting with films, there is only one this week and it's Argyle 2024. We watched this in the cinema. So we went to go see this film because the trailer enticed us with all the spy shit in it and the bouncing cats. Bouncing cats? Was it not just cats in a backpack? No, do you not remember the cat that bounced? Alfie, remember they jumped off the building? Oh, yeah. And then he bounced upwards. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So a bouncing cat. Bouncing cat, and yeah. And an ensemble cast of which actors and actresses? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. I've got no idea. No? No. Right. Uh, Samuel L. Samuel L. Samuel L was in it. We had Henry Cavill. Yeah. We had John Cena. Oh, yeah, he was the one that at the end you said about John Cena and I was like, oh, the whole way through the yeah. film, I was like, I know him, but I don't know how I know him. We had Sam Rockwell. Was he the... What's his, what's his face? Was he like the main guy in it? Yeah. That wasn't Argyle? Yes. Yeah, because I recognised him from Charlie's Angels, believe it or not. <laughs> God, that's an old film now, isn't it? Yeah. Right, I want you to tell me about your initial reaction to seeing it. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it you know that I really thought if you had described particularly some of the like fight scenes to me I wouldn't have picked it I would be like no that sounds so stupid but I actually really enjoyed it yeah yeah it wasn't too far gone for you no I think the premise was so clever that I let the kind of like goofy stuff slide and I think as well it felt to me like they were trying to take the piss out of action films so then I didn't mind as much because I was like oh I think they're actually I don't know if that was the intention Mm -hmm. but I felt like they were trying to take the piss a bit about because some of these films are being serious and take it too far so to do it in a comedy way and take it too far was quite good quite different yeah I thought it had a really good start and had a really good end with a good couple of sequences but the middle did drag for me. Two hours, 20. The middle could have been condensed. I remember just thinking, okay, we're still going. I know that we're not really that far. I know that we've, we're not really that close to the end. Sorry, we're not close to the end. But nothing's really happening. But I'm aware time's ticking on. Like, we're only here for a certain amount of hours, but the plot's not really... It's just yeah, slowly yeah. getting there, slowly getting there. I did love, though, how there was a lot of callbacks to events in the film. Like the little twist dance he did. Ah, yeah, yeah. A lot of like. A lot of little things, which I I do appreciate that in films. Yeah, I think for me, there was a few scenes that went on too long, like the train scene. Yeah, that felt. That that action film Mm -hmm. or action scene felt like it went on for like a full five minutes. Yeah, I was like, okay, we get it. He's like beating up people on a train, like move on. But I did think it was. The whole thing was very clever, even the initial thing of she's writing a crime novel, a spy novel, she's writing a spy novel, and just so happens to write events that are coming true. So now real spies are after her, and then it turns out, big twist ending, she was actually a spy and had forgotten. Have I just written all your notes? Yep. Here was <laughs> You're me welcome. going to go over everything in the film. Oh, sorry. And then you've just gone, you've just given a very quick overview of all the twists in about 10 seconds. Thought I'd save you time. <laughs> Saves you rap. It's like... This is like the middle of the film that we had. It would be if you told it 
and I just told you the version that you actually wanted. <laughs> Can I read the summary that I got online? Okay. Very, the opening. Okay, everybody, now's the time to have a quick nap. Well, <laughs> <That was> shit. <laughs> it's a plot that centres on a reclusive author. I'm kidding. <laughs> what was her name? Oh, there we go. And that's why you take notes. Ellie Conway. Yes. Who's drawn into the world of spies and espionage after she realises that a new spy novel she is writing mirrors real-world events. Dun-dun-dun! So it starts off with events taking place from her book. So we've got Dua Lipa, yeah. John Cena, mm-hmm. and Henry Cavill. Yeah. What did you? What's your thoughts on John Cena as an actor? Honestly, like yeah, honestly, I didn't... I just knew that I knew him. He's a bit like... I feel like a lot of the films we've been reviewing recently. He's just another bald, but he's not so bald, headed action man, isn't he? I'm like, oh, yeah, there's another one. This fits in with the rest. He's not bald, though. No, I know, but he's got a bit of hair still. What about Henry Cavill? I honestly, I don't, I know the name. When you say Henry Cavill, I know the name, but I didn't recognise him. He wasn't recognisable to me. I don't think I've actually watched anything with him in. He's Superman. No. He's the Witcher. I've heard the Witcher's good, but he looks very, very different in the Witcher. He does. He's got the grey ponytail. Yeah, does he not have a... Do they have a beard as well? I think he's a bit... No, I think he's got maybe a bit of stubble. Did he, so was he, was he Argyle? Yes. Yeah, so Argyle's like your clean, super clean cut version of James Bond. So Exactly very what different. you would imagine a, a spy to look like. Yeah, he gave me kind of like Pierce Brosnan vibes, but like if Action Man had like... If you took Action Man's head maybe and put it on Pierce Brosnan's body. Oh, he's got a much better bod than Pierce Morgan. That's Pierce a- Brosnan. Is that what I meant Pierce Brosnan. Did I say I'm Pierce Morgan? Pierce Morgan. <laughs> wow, that's it. Yeah, so if you take Action Man's head and put it on Pierce Brosnan's body, that's what that was right, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what Henry Cavill as Argyle looked like to me. It was too too clean cut. His head was very rectangular as well, which I think was on purpose. But wow, rectangular head. Yeah. Throwing shots. Yeah. Superman. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So you learn that these are just the imagination of of Ellie and the characters that she's written about. Yeah. So it's not like Inception with multiple realities. So my pal told me that there'd been a lot of negative reviews because people were failing to understand what was going on. But we thought it was very easy to follow. Yeah, I don't think it was difficult to follow. So there you go. It must have been plebs watching it. Yeah. Getting wow, that's a... It's a throwback insult, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like I'm back in, like, School. P7. Yeah. You pleb. Wow, that's... <laughs> that, did that get you, did it? <laughs> that's a very early noughties <laughs> insult. <laughs> Her spy books are famous, and she's writing the next one when she boards a train. And this is where she meets Aidan Wilde, a.k.a. Sam Rockwell, yeah. who is a real-life spy, and he questions her by saying, not all spies are handsome. Yeah. What do you think a spy looks like? If you were to picture a spy... I think he's right. Like, we grow up with spies looking like... Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan, like, very clean-cut, very handsome. I'm glad you said Pierce Brosnan and not Pierce Morgan. <laughs> but Pierce Morgan would be a better spy because he blends in more. That's what he was saying. He was like, no, like, you wouldn't have spies that look like that because they stand out too much, they draw too much attention. You want it to be somebody that you'd kind of gloss over because the whole point of being a spy is you're supposed to blend into yeah. the background to blend into the general public yeah you're not supposed to be like devastatingly handsome womanizer all that so after this we get the first twist of the film when she's calling her mum and dad for help and we learn they work for the bad guy organization called yeah. the division 
Mm-hmm. What do you think of that as a name for a bad group? It feels like you've just put that into chat GTP and said, give me a like bad a bad a name of a evil organization mm. a spy novel that's what chat gtp would like spit out at you what would you call them if you could name an evil organization i don't know i feel like something after animals is pretty cool like if they were called like the i was uh, gonna say the black uh, panthers but he's a marvel superhero the now. eaters the anteaters no they're not scary you think like the what about the goons are us that would be your one <laughs> bloody goon um <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I feel like something like the oh, see, de- the deadly scorpions. The Bengal tigers. Now yeah. I think we're just naming NFL teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. But the division is very like, been there, done that. Did you see that twist coming? No. Where her parents aren't actually her parents and they work. Or they're the head of the bad guy. Yeah, division. like when her, when... You see the main guy at the door and she opens it and I was like, oh, she goes, dad. I was like, no. I heard an audible gasp from you in the cinema. Yeah. And you weren't the only one. And I was like, oh, they've got them. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Then we get the second twist, mm-hmm. which is where you find out that Ellie is in fact Agent Rachel Kyle. Argyle. Argyle, who was captured and brainwashed by the division five years ago mm-hmm. and made to believe that the two heads of the division's which were her real parents. So she put No, she was made to believe... You said that wrong. She was made to believe that the head of the division were her parents. You just said they were her real parents. I thought I said made to believe they were her real... You know what? You're getting me lost in the semantics. Okay? <laughs> I can't say that word. She put her suppressed memories into the novels. Yes. Do you think that would work in real life? Like, you can give somebody fake memories? Honestly, with the way things are going now, probably... Do you reckon you could just put that into chat GPT? Well, no, like I to rec- get somebody's fake memories. No, I reckon that that you can do stuff like that. Now, I'm pretty sure Elon Musk just put a chip in somebody's brain. So we're, oh, I read something about it. Yeah, I think I showed you that. I'm sure it's Elon Musk just put a chip in somebody's brain. So you know, we're if if we can't do it yet, technology's not far. Technology and science aren't far away. No. No. Yeah, the skill still can't invent an iPhone with a battery lasts longer than a day. Yeah, or a printer that actually works. Oh my god, I hate fucking printers. <laughs> yeah, How far has technology come and printers are still shit? I can't find a printer that doesn't go on my tits. Oh, I know. Then we get a bit of back and forth where Ellie is good or bad. We don't know. Yeah. I, this lost me a little, to be honest. It lost me a little this bit as well, yeah. This is the section I got dragged, a bit too confusing. Yeah. Then we get two main protagonists, Ellie and Aiden, go to the big evil base and try and kill the director. Yeah. We've got two great scenes coming out of this. We get the first fight scene as they break out of the armory with coloured smoke grenades and bullets flying everywhere to the song, Light up, light up. Yeah, but it was the Leona Lewis version, wasn't it? Not Snow Patrol. Yeah, not the Was Snow it definitely Patrol. Snow Patrol, did it? I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, I don't know. But it wasn't, it was the female version. I'm sure yeah. it's Leona Lewis that sang that version. Or something like Alexandra Burke. Yeah. It was an X Factor finalist. <laughs> and it basically looked like a really cool smoke show. Yeah. Did you love this as much as I did? No. No. Why no. not? It dragged on a little bit too long for me. And I know they were supposed to be kind of like taking the piss and it's supposed to be a bit spoofy. But it did get a little bit stupid. It did go on a wee bit. I was like, oh, it's just a bit too long. Yeah. The gag's just a bit 30 seconds over probably than what it should have been. Yeah, I think, that, I think you're absolutely right. The joke just was played out for too long. I'm like, if this had been shorter and sharper, it would have been funnier. 
Then we get the second fight scene, which is in the warehouse with an oil leak, so there's oil all over the floor. And then she puts knives... Well, I d- I she don't attaches really... knives to her shoes. Yeah. And then she skates along the oil. Yeah. Stabbing everyone because yeah. they can't shoot them with the guns because otherwise you'd ignite the oil and boom. But then in the end, they all just shoot their guns anyway. Yeah. I, we, yeah, we may find a wee plot hole there. Yeah, the other thing is... is um. You did like that scene though because I looked at you during that and you were like, oh, that's cool. It is actually pretty cool, but I was like, how did she attach the knives to her shoes? Because they're sharp. Yeah, but like... They would just go in. Yeah, but surely with the pressure of leaning down... Oh, you think it would stab her feet? Yeah. She could be wearing, like, you know, those extra thick socks. St- risky. Risky. Was it too far-fetched for you, that scene? Yeah, like I said, I think I could... I think I could appreciate it a bit more because it was clearly supposed to be far-fetched and I thought it was kind of Mickey-taken a bit tongue-in-cheek, but they just, like you said, the, the gag just went on too long. Just 30 seconds too long. Yeah, and also it was... Because I personally feel like it was a bit of a kind of, like spy movie kind of spoof but if it wasn't that's a bit awkward I don't know I thought it was quite good it was good but I think it was made funnier if you're like oh this is clever they're taking the mick but if they weren't taking the mick it's a bit like oh (laughs) (laughs) so after this they then kill all the bad guys da 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 yeah cliche good ending yep then in the post credits we learn there's a sequel coming up yeah there's an actor from Kingsman who Apparently. We've never watched Kingsman. Yeah, your friend told us about this. So we need to watch it. Because it wasn't obvious there was going to be a post-credit. I should have clicked, of, of course. But I didn't realise. that I thought it was just a one-off film. So when the lights didn't come up at the end, I thought it was a bit odd. But and the then, actual credits only lasted like 20 seconds. But I think they did that on purpose because nobody it's was actually going to sit through. You know how, like, Marvel it's expected. But for a brand new film that's out that you don't realise is going to be part of a series, you're not going to sit till the end so I think they actually brought that forward so that because people were leaving but they stopped at the door there was a lot of people stop yeah stopped at the door along the front row Mm -hmm. of the cinema to watch the credits yeah or watch the post credit scene which I thought was pretty cool because the thing is now you know if because it's going to be a series now you know to wait for the post credit scene but when you're starting something out I think you need to pull it forward because if not people are going to miss it let's talk a wee bit about the cast yeah so we have the main girl, Bryce Dallas Howard. She was one of those actresses where I was like, I recognise you, but I think you just look like other actresses. I don't actually think I know you from anything. So when I googled her, mm-hmm. it said her main film franchise that she was in was the Jurassic World films. Ah, so she okay, was in that I've not trilogy. seen those. I've not seen them. But I've possibly seen trailers for them and stuff mm-hmm. that subliminally I've seen her, but I've not... Okay, like that said, makes sense. she's just a wee bit generic... But no, but Hollywood I. actress. Yeah, but I liked her. She was really good in it. She did play it really well. Yeah, I would happily see her in other things. I thought she was good. However, I thought the standout was Sam Rockwell as Aiden. Yeah. He's brilliant. He was really good in. Because. Did you watch that Charlie's Angels one? I only watched the first one with you. Is it in the first one? Maybe it's in the second one that he's in. Where they do the shake and bake. Oh, I'll pass. With Drew Barrymore. years ago we watched that. But he's, he plays. It really well in that. He's like the bad guy in that and he plays it really well. Then we have Henry Cavill as Agent Argyle. Yeah. So he just looks like a prototypical James Bond. Yeah. Doesn't he? I think that's quite well cast. However, he didn't appear in the film as much as I thought he would, considering he was front and centre of the poster and in the trailer. He was probably in it more than you think, but he didn't speak, if that makes sense. He was in a lot of kind of like 
flashes between like Aiden and him. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, I did think that must have been really interesting to film because they would have had to film the same thing with Aiden and then film it with Argyle and match it up perfectly. To make it look seamless. To make it look seamless, which was probably quite tricky. With uh, Brian Cranston as the evil villain, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Do you not really know? No, I know him from something else, but I ca- um... Was it Malcolm in the Middle? No. Oh, it's right on the top of my tongue. Oh, no. uh, you're floundering. No. no, it might come back gone. to me. And then we have Samuel L. Jackson, who's still in everything. Yeah. 71, and he's still in everything. I knew the woman who was supposed to be her mum, but was actually a psychiatrist as well. She is from Schitt's Creek, is she not? Pass. I'm sure she's in Schitt's Creek. I gave Schitt's, Schitt's Creek. Yeah, I gave Schitt's Creek a go. And it's supposed to be really good, but everybody tells me you just got to get past the first like season, a bit like that's what a lot of shows. Though. A bit like The Office. No, no, it's not. Oh, the first season of The Office is I terrible. It. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's more cringe. Humor, oh, I can't. Which do. is what The Office is supposed to. No, be. too cringy. Oh, Michael Scott is. Oh no. We're gonna watch that at one point together. We're no. gonna have. We're gonna fall out. Yeah, that's fine. I do like The Office, but I just you just have to get past that first one. So I've got some little notes that I took over the film. Yeah. The first one is there's a lot of first-person moments during the dance sequences. Yeah. Which I thought was quite weird and a bit out of place. Where as yeah. they're fighting, it just it's a first-person of them looking to the other person's eyes as they're spinning around. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about it. Yeah, that is odd. Then we have everything with a cat. There was quite a bit, <laughs> there was quite a bit of cat abuse in this film. It was once the cat got dropped, mm-hmm. then there was the cat getting pushed off tables. Mm-hmm. The cat then you know lands on its feet, so it's fine. Is that just a known fact that a cat will always land on its feet? Yeah. So if we push the dog over from high above... You've seen him. He's he just collapse into a heap. He's not very graceful, bless him. <laughs> However, it was the cat that saved the day. Because he's the one that jumped to attack oh, yeah. the villain at the end when he was coming at him with a shotgun and the cat just went... Meow. Yeah. It's quite good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was quite good. The cat was very obviously CGI'd, though. Oh, did you? I... New CGI, but I didn't think it was blatant. There was bits, especially when they like threw it off the building. Yes, I... it was very, and it bounced back up. That, but you well, yeah, you have you to can't C- do that to no. a real cat. You have to CGI it, but it was giving me like Garfield vibes. I do think though that that clip of the bouncing cat is probably the, the most famous scene from the film, or will be. Yeah, for me, like if I had to like draw a movie poster, it would be the cat in the backpack. Really? Yeah, that would be like that's the iconic scene for me is the cat in the backpack because yeah, it's I'll... in it's in the backpack for the majority of the film. <laughs> you know what really annoyed me about this film is obviously the cat is in the backpack a lot and you see it getting taken to like hotel rooms and it gets fed, but cats shit in litter trays. Nowhere in that film did anybody produce a litter tray. I didn't see a cat shit at all during that film. And if you're staying in a hotel. You're not exactly, like, in the middle of London. You're not exactly letting it out to do it in the garden, are you? So I was like, is that cat just constipated for the whole film? Like, they just, they're like, oh, don't worry, I didn't forget about you. Like, you've got food too, to the cat. And I'm like, uh, where's the litter tray, though? Like, I had a cat. They need to shit in a litter tray. <laughs> you know what? That's a good, that's a good spot. Yeah. So apparently viewers were upset about the Argyle trailer due to Henry Cavill's cartoonish haircut. Yeah, but I thought that was deliberate because he's a fictional character. Oh, I think people just get wound up over. Because I said anything. to you at the beginning when it's it was obvious, and I think they did it to make it obvious that it was her writing, that it was a story that was happening, not the actual. Like apparently, it wasn't obvious because remember, Rowan had said that folk were getting confused. Yeah. Oh, and it just name dropping him. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, your friend said that. But the thing for me is, like, Dua Lipa and Henry Cavill and John Cena had clearly been, like, filtered, so they looked, like, perfect. It looked to be a bit like the Barbie yeah, aesthetic. Yeah, which it's supposed to be because it's supposed to not be real. Yeah. But yeah, it's maybe different for us because we knew going in that she was an author writing a story. So straight away I was like, oh, this is a story. So, yeah, maybe that gave us a little heads up so we knew that. But I thought that's why they deliberately kind of filtered them because then they looked like... Like characters, like, like you said, like Barbie. Yeah, like not real life, but in yeah. somebody's imagination. Yeah. I have a wee bit of trivia for you. Okay. Okay. The director cast Henry Cavill because he needed someone who was born to play James Bond, which Henry Cavill is, and then nick him before Bond Studio did. So Cavill was in fact a finalist to play James Bond in Casino Royale. Wow. Back in 2006, but he was rejected for being too young, being only 22 at the time. Risky though, risky because now he can't. Pl- now he, he probably he could. probably could play Bond. Well, can he? Bond's dead. Oh yeah, let's not even get started on Bond. <laughs> but but then I suppose if he knew he was signing up to a multi movie deal, you maybe would be happy with that. But then he does, doesn't need because he's only a fictional character in this book in the first film. There's no reason why he can't. He doesn't. There's no reason why he needs to be in the next film. That's very true. See. Yeah, that's very true. There we go. We're going to have our future James Bond. But then I think it's going to be called Argyle. I don't know. We'll find out, won't we? (laughs) Another bit of trivia for you is Apple had bought the distribution rights for $200 So it's going to be released on Apple TV exclusively post being in the cinema. Well, it was an Apple original film, wasn't it? Hmm. Which you've said before and we've talked about in the podcast that quality-wise... Apple are smashing it. If you're looking for quality TV shows and quality films, like well-written, great premise, Apple's the one to beat. Apple's on a good run. It's on a great run. It also, because everything on their streaming platform is Apple, nothing gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Like you can look on Netflix and you could scroll for days, same with Amazon and Disney. Yeah. But with Apple, there's a very limited choice there and everything to me has been a standout. Yeah, I think it's good that Apple's almost stripped back and that there's not as much to choose from because on Netflix you spend you could spend a whole night just trying to decide what yeah. to watch. There's too much guff. Yeah, too much rubbish. So, Guff's a Scottish word for a rubbish. <laughs> out of ten, what are you giving this? You know what? I think I'd give it an eight. That's exactly what I've given it. Yeah, it was for somebody who doesn't normally like these kind of films as much. I found it really enjoyable. So well done to whoever created that. What could make it a ten? Shorter. Yeah. Shorter, shorter sequences to, sh- yeah, just tighten it up a I bit. I feel bad, but a two-hour, 20 film almost automatically takes off a point because of the length. I know, it's so bad now. I think as well, because some films you watch and you don't mind it so long because you, you enjoy it so much, but, but there are a lot of films nowadays where you're like, you could have cut this down a bit. You don't need to do two hours, 20 minutes for a spy film. No, especially for like a comedy as well. So IMDb gave this 6 out of 10. That's the average rating among the general public so far. That's a sh- I feel like that's a bit of a shame because I felt like it was it was a good, unique film. I yeah. Which is very rare these days. So yeah, no, that's a shame. Would you recommend this to people? Depends who they are. Because stuff like I spoke to my mum and dad about it and I said to my mum, because mum was like, because they, they enjoy the cinema, they enjoy their films. And she was like, what do you think? And I was like, dad, I like it, you won't. I knew straight away. It depends who it is, whether I'd recommend it or not. I would recommend this as a good, probably, Saturday night film. Yeah. 
if you want to put on something about eight o'clock at night, just zone out and just have a good two and a half hour romp. Yeah, because it's a comedy, which is great, which we were saying we feel like is needed a bit more just now because mm. things are things are heavy enough in the world and then they're coming out with all these heavy TV shows and films. So it's nice to have that comedic really. Like I said to you, it was so nice to experience people laughing in the cinema together. I can't remember the last time where I remember everybody laughing in the cinema together. Well, we discussed this last time. I don't know how long it's been since a good comedy's been out. Yeah. Fucking ages. Yeah, we've also got our eye on another one with Olivia Coleman and it's about letters i can't remember it but wicked letters or something, something. like that, that it's coming out good. it's coming out um soon so we'll be going to see that because we're like yes another comedy <laughs> on to tv shows now the first one we've got is gladiators yeah season one episode four on bbc so the program's format sees four contestants two males and two females compete in a series of physically challenging events against the show's resident gladiators eventually competing in one final event so the contestants this week, we've got Matt from Wales. Remember the really happy-go-lucky guy? Yeah. He's happy to be there. I think he was too nice. We should maybe say, I'm just thinking, because Gladiators obviously airs on Saturday, that listening to this, we record it before Saturday evening. So when we're talking about the Gladiators, it's actually the week previous. Because I'm just thinking, if this comes out on Monday... True. So this yeah. is the week prior. So this is the week prior, because we record this before Gladiators airs on Saturday night. So yeah, anyway, Matt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What did you think of him? Too nicey nice? A wee bit, but bless him. He, he was happy to be there, but he kind of harped on about that he's happy to be there. He had no competitive edge to him. Yeah. We had Chung, who was a ballet dancer. So yeah. he had all the hosts and the gladiators mimicking him with pirouettes. Yeah, but he smashed it. He did smash it. We had uh, Naya, who was blind in one eye. She was so good. Who was athletic. Fifth athletic. <laughs> athletic. <laughs> But as soon as she said she was blind in her left eye, both of us immediately put our hand over our left eye. Well, it's, just, it's something you don't hear a lot of, it's only being blind in one eye. So just in, like, that's such a fascinating way to view the world. So she had lots of family support. And then yeah. the other contestant didn't. No. She was called Sharan. Yeah. She was on the show trying to exhibit her skills as a potential future gladiator and it backfired. She also, she's a dentist and she said she trains like three hours a day. Crossed so it. Yes. So she doesn't train for dentistry three hours a day. No, so she's a, she's a dentist in her day job and then out with that she trains three hours a day for CrossFit. So I said to you straight away, I was like, that doesn't leave a lot of room for like... Family or friends or social life. Yeah, and then shame, I felt like we saw that reflected. She didn't really have... Well, normally after an event, it, the camera cuts away to the contestants, family or friends cheering them on. And they've got big banners and everything. Signs, and this girl had nothing. Yeah, I know, it was a bit, yeah. But she was giving it the bigging, trying to say, I want I want to be a future gladiator and all that. Yeah. She was shit! But yeah. she did have the best moment on the show, though, which is where she got eliminated in Jewel, and she said in the post-event interview <laughs> that it was because she'd lost her balance <laughs> on the top of the pod. Yeah. And then they immediately cut to slow motion of her just getting battered in the face. Yeah. <laughs> And then fallen off and I just yeah. thought you twat yeah it's been filmed you can't lie when it's been recorded I also discovered watching this week's one that the wall is the most boring arena for me yeah do you find that as well yeah the walls um the other one that was boring but they've they've made it better was the gauntlet because everybody just ran straight through the gauntlet but I think oh not this time I think like we said they've had a little word and been like you need to make this harder so it's a bit more because the gauntlet was just like oh here we go look 10 points yep great so the gladiators got stuck in yeah they did have an issue, though, this series, with shoes keep coming off. Yeah, they did. 
in the wall every time the gladiator yeah. goes and takes somebody's shoe off instead so of gripping their leg and thinking tie your fucking laces somebody's shoe came off during you know the one where they have to run and oh, put the balls ball. yeah somebody's shoe came off during that as well I think it's one of the gladiators yeah. tie yeah. your fucking shoes <laughs> I also want to speak about the final course the eliminator yeah and it especially the Travelator, which is an inclined fast treadmill that the contestants have to travel up. So both women did this, I think, first time, neck and neck, really close. And on the male one, the guy flopped, yeah. if you remember, halfway up, dunted his head. Yeah, Do you sore. think they slow it down for the guy's second attempt? Because obviously he comes back, regroups. Do you think they slow it down so that, you know, the guy can finish? No, because I think that'd be unfair. They do always tell them to take a minute. They always yeah. come in. You see the referees come in and they'll be like, right, just hold on, take a minute. Because if you fall down on an inclined treadmill head sure. first, yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not great. No. I think they should open this course up to the public. Oh, yeah, I'd love to have like a go. Like a good obstacle course yep. that you could pay, I don't know, what, a tenner on to go around twice yep. or something. Yep. Yeah. That, I think that would be quite fun. Brilliant. Did you enjoy this week's Gladiators? Yeah, I feel like it's getting a bit repetitive is the only thing. Do the things change when they go to like the, the quarterfinals? I mean, considering it finished in, in like 2001 <laughs> or 2002 or whatever, I can't really remember. I just feel like it's getting a bit repetitive. Are you still wanting to watch it? Well, yeah, I still watch it, but I'm like, you mm. need to... I think they need more games and switch it up. I don't know. It's just it's getting a bit repetitive. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll keep giving it a shot Yeah. and see how it goes. Yeah. Next up, we have Only Murders in the Building, oh. season three. Love, love it. So season three sees Mabel, Charles and Oliver work together to uncover who may have wanted to kill Ben. So Oliver has a play with the lead of Paul Rudd. Mm -hmm. Ben Gilroy is his character's name. He dies on stage on opening night. Dun, dun, dun. All the cast have a post-celebration party and then Ben returns from the dead because it found out he'd been poisoned. Mm-hmm. And he comes back because... Why was they would managed to pump his stomach and bring him back to life. Yes. And then he gets pushed into an elevator shaft later that night. They finish off the job. So it's another whodunit. Yep. But with Broadway style. Yeah, and all the cast of, the, of Oliver's play... Are the suspects. Are the suspects. You've been to Broadway. Yeah. Did you like it? What did you go and see? So I went to see Wicked on Broadway. And honestly... <laughs> This is going to sound so bad and so ungrateful, but I went with my mum and we both had the same thought. We both went to see Wicked. For the price of the tickets, it's no better than going to see it in the West End. And the West End in London would be a fraction of the price. Can you remember the ticket price? I want to say for both of us, we were probably like $300. For both? That doesn't sound too bad. But yeah, so take, for example, the one I really wanted to go and see on Broadway was Hamilton. That is my favourite. But it was like $250 a ticket each. Each? Yeah. yeah and I was see, like, that's expensive. And I was like, I just can't justify that. Like, I can't. And then when I looked, when I looked to go and see it in London, it's like £100 a ticket and you can get like two or three rows back for that. Like, you're really close. Yeah, I just, I think it's one of those things. I think New York in general, this is such an unpopular opinion. Everybody, <laughs> I feel like everybody listening is going to be like, oh, no, um... But I feel like New York is so overhyped, it's never going to meet your expectations. And Broadway is one of those things that unless you're seeing a show for the first time, it's debuting on Broadway and it's amazing. Like to see Hamilton, the original cast, would have been worth the money. But I just, yeah, it's extortionate. Do you think this series was too Broadway focused? No, I kind of liked it. They needed 
a slightly different direction, I feel, because if it was another... Obviously, again, the murder happened in the Arconia. The actual finishing him off part happened in the Arconia because that's the only murders in the building. The building's Arconia. But they needed a bit of a different direction. So I'm glad I'm glad they did that. And also, um, it's obviously set in New York and it, cel- it celebrates New York. And Broadway's a massive part of New York. And it, it allowed famous characters like Mel Streep and Paul... Ru- yeah, I think it was great. Who did you think it was? So this is funny because you actually called it and I didn't. Thank you. So I thought it was Tobert. What a shit name as well. Yeah, I know. Tobert. Robert th- with a T. I thought it was him and then I did think it was Dickie, his his brother. But I also knew through that, like, where we were in the episodes, I'm like, oh, it's too early for it to be him. You don't normally see them guess it's the suspect until, like, no. the last half an hour. It's interesting because between us, we'd figured it out. So I said that I knew what had killed him. He has a bit of a weakness for cookies. And don't, don't we all? Don't we all? But he's obviously trying to stay in good shape because he's a leading man. So he's trying to avoid the cookies. And you see a recording of him just before he dies talking to something. And he's like, oh, I want you, but you're going to ruin my career. And like, look at you over there, blah, blah, blah. And I said to you straight away, I was like, he's talking to a cookie. Because they were like, who's he speaking to? Like, is, is he having an affair? And I was like, no, it's, he's speaking to a cookie. So I got that. But you got the murderer. Murderer. Well, I said no, to you, one murderer. You one got poisoner. the murderer, and I said to you, I think it's two. I was like, I think somebody poisoned him, and then somebody else finished off the job. So between us, we figured out. We cracked team. it. Yeah, we've only we didn't get season one, didn't get season two, but season three, we're on it. Well, maybe we should rename this podcast to Clever Clogs. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> what was your favorite moment from this series? Oh God. Oh, oh, there's only one moment because it's stuck in my bloody brain. I've got it too. Yeah, and it's Charles Hayden Savage and his fucking patter song. Which the pit, which triplets, triplets did it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I, is a patter song? Is who it had the, is, it, is it the who? It's not the who are the gold to commit this crime. I can't remember the lyrics now, but I remember I said to you last weekend that I woke up at like three in the morning and that song was playing on a loop in my head. And which I song? Like, which a pickwick triplets did it who had the, something to commit this crime uh, it's a very oh. just fast paced song yeah so a patter song is basically it's at the speed of like a rap almost but it's a song that fills in a lot of information in a short space of time so if you need the story to move along it's a quick way of making the story Hamilton is mainly patter songs oh, but it's done in rap so Hamilton is rapped to keep I didn't enjoy Hamilton to keep the plot moving and to keep the information coming so that's what a patter song is and Steve Martin doing the patter he song he great fantastic He's bloody great absolutely fantastic loved it we had Meryl Streep in this series she was good she was much better than Amy Schumer oh yeah and but I have to say, my breakout star of this one, other than the three main ones, obviously, was Paul Rudd. He was fantastic. Oh, he was when he was shouting at the cookie. Yeah. He proper went like in like Oscar mode. Yeah. I thought it was great. I when mean, when we've he all did been the there though, haven't we? When he did the fucking pig bit afterwards, yeah. and I was like, it was actually as funny as it is to watch. It was also a bit like brutal to watch to be like, this is how he talks to him. Yeah, like this is how he talks to himself. Very yeah, the excellent performance from Paul Rudd. Go on, Paul. Yeah. We also had. The girl from Emily in Paris, Mindy. Mindy, yeah. yeah. Ashley Park. She was in it quite a bit at the beginning and then she kind of disappeared. Faded away. Yeah, it's a is shame. It, is it because they were filming season four? Well, I did wonder. Well, no, they just started filming season four now. Oh. But I was like, I wonder if they, if she was, because she was also in a film recently. Was it Girls 5 Ever or something like that? Yes. So I was like, I oh. wonder if she had scheduling commitments, why she kind of dropped out and then came back at the end. 
what about all the love stories going on this season? We had Charles getting mm-hmm. engaged to Joy. That didn't last. That didn't last. Bless he him. fucked that up. Yeah. With Oliver and Mel Streep. Loretta. Loretta. Loretta was a character name. And we had Mabel and Tobert. I think it's it's quite good to see them trying to move on and it's good to see the different kind of relationship. So obviously Mabel's trying to look at the beginning relationship while Charles and Oliver are kind of looking for somebody just to... This sounds, this sounds absolutely brutal, but like finish off their days with, if that makes sense. Like they've like, um, Oliver's been married before. He's had a son who turns out isn't his son, but he had a son. Um, so this is his like, yeah, it's just somebody to finish off life with, which and which is a it's different. Quite sweet. Yeah, it's quite nice to see the different relationships play out. Season four is about someone trying to kill Charles. Yeah. Because we learn at the very end in the credit, post-credit scene. No, it wasn't. No, was it? Oh, was it before the credits? Yes, yeah, before the credits. So we knew. We both turned to each other and we were like, oh, here we go. Here's the next murder. <laughs> and somebody tried to kill Charles, but instead they killed his stunt double, yeah. Saz. Yeah. Is that Saz? Saz. Yeah. I have trouble saying that word. Do you think it's anyone we know already? Well, it's, you'd think so because they're trying to kill Charles. I mean, yeah. To me, then, I'm going to say it's a relative of someone, of a current murderer in the first three seasons. Well, the suspect straight away would be Joy. I don't think she would do it, but she would be a suspect because their engagement broke off. Mm-hmm. The, um, Jan, I know she's in jail, but she would be a suspect or people associated with Jan. She would maybe put a hit out on him. But then Saz also, if you remember, before she gets murdered, says, I need to talk to you about something. It's a bit kind of personal, like it's a bit... Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah, no, she said, I need to talk to you about something that's a bit personal. But remember that she was continuing to see Jan. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So I think there might be something there, or at least they're, they're definitely going to yeah. go down that route at some point. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I picked up on that. So I was like, oh, I wonder if her and Jan have actually, like, they're serious now because she, she did continue to see her. So yeah. A wee bit of trivia here for you. Mm-hmm. So what could have been Steve Martin's original concept was there to be three older men who would come together over a, over a shared interest in mysteries but would only solve murders that happened in their building because they didn't have the energy to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of brilliant, yeah. It's quite good, isn't it? That is good. So out of ten, what are you giving this season? Ten. Solid 10. I love Only Murders. I recommend it to everyone. I think it's really clever. Love the whodunit. Love the comedy in it. The the three of them, Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez. Chef's kiss. Fantastic. I'll give it a 10 as well. Yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes gave it four and a half out of five. That's decent. That's so good. nine out of 10. So it's pretty on par with what we gave it. I feel like as well with Rotten Tomatoes, if you're getting four and a half out of five, that's really well done. So I feel like they can be quite brutal on there. Well, I've got to go for Rotten Tommies for TV series because yeah. they, they it, do individual seasons. Yeah. Well, IMDb just does a complete show. Yeah. So for TV seasons, we're going to go for Rotten Tommies. I would say, obviously, we've spoiled it, so <laughs> bits and pieces on here. But if you haven't watched Only Murders in the Building, highly recommend. And it is commissioned for a season four, which is great. On to Ant and Deck, Limitless Win. Season 3, episode 4, I think. So, quick overview. There's a money ladder. The more questions you answer, the higher up you go. All the answers are numbers. So I've taken a note of a few questions. Okay. 
Right, see if you can remember the answers. Oh, okay. In millimeters, what is the diameter of a standard love heart suite? Oh, I got this wrong. So I thought it would be about 10. I thought it would be 12. What? They guessed five. Yeah, that's there was nothing. N- There's no way it was going to be five. No, five is like a raisin? Smaller than a raisin? I don't know. Too small anyway. So the correct answer is 19. That seems 19 really mil. big. That seems really big for a love heart suite. Yeah, normally it's the opposite way around. Like, when you get older, things seem smaller than they are. Like, wagon wheels, I'm convinced, are a lot smaller. Digestives, like chocolate digestives. Oh, yeah. I'm convinced they are. Yeah. One day when I'm bored enough, I'm actually going to have a look. (laughs) Double check. Next question. Legally, what is the minimum age at which a person can purchase outdoor sparklers in the UK? I got this wrong as well. And I got this wrong. And yeah. we both worked in retail. Yeah. And, we <laughs> and were... you get quizzed on these things. <laughs> we were both convinced it was 16 because I know fireworks are 18, but I really thought that sparklers were 16. I guess that would classify as a sparkler though. You mean as a firework? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I, I feel like it's responsible to sell them to over 18s. I understand that. But yeah, for some reason I thought sparklers were 16 and fireworks were 18. In the board game Scrabble, how many squares is a cross? I looked at you because you should know this because you used to play Scrabble quite a bit. I would have guessed this correctly. So I really? Guess, yeah, I guessed 15. Did you know it or would uh, it have no, just been a guess? It would have been a guess. Well, I, so, uh, you say it now after yeah. you know the correct answer, <laughs> which is 15. <laughs> how many years in 2024 since Psy Gangnam Style came out? See, you got this right and I got as this wrong. As soon as that answer came, and now this was for over 150k. Yeah. And I knew this straight away because this came out my first year at uni. Yeah. I remember going to a friend's halls and it was on the TV monitor in their common room on the music channels because oh. it was everywhere. Yeah, I it was, was like, everywhere. Was like, so 12 years, I was bang on. Yeah, I would have said 10 because I, I knew, I had a feeling it would be over 10, but I'd play it safe at 10. But you're like, no, I know. I know it's 12. Because it was a billion hits, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure that was big news at the time. It's the first video music video on youtube to reach a billion no it was the second it overtook um justin bieber's baby was that right i think that was the most viewed music video i think so okay i thought it said it was the the top one maybe maybe i'm thinking of something else yeah and the final question we have for today according to cat's protection a one-year-old cat has reached what equivalent human age I'm going to say right now that this is a load of shit. I've researched this. Have you? Yes. Okay, because I I argued with the answer because I said it was wrong. So I said that dogs live for about 10 to 12 years-ish. I know that Max is only supposed to live that long, which breaks my heart. But if it's seven year human years for every one dog year, I was using that. And I was like, well, cats live longer than dogs, so it'll be less than seven. But it's actually more than seven. So the correct answer is for their first year, they would be the equivalent of 15 years old in humans. But that's ridiculous because if they live to 15 years old, which a lot of cats do, 15 times 15 is like 225. So you want to know what the research told me was? Okay. And you're going to kick yourself. Okay. 15 years is just for the first year. The second year is nine that no that, you can't do it like and that and then every year after that it's four years i'm calling bullshit <laughs> at least dogs are consistent this is why i'm not a cat person cat people are 
You're going to alienate the cat lovers of our audience here. Good. <laughs> you can't, like, we don't age 15 years in our first year and then drop down to seven and then, you know, oh, stupid, stupid to be fair, as, a, as an engineer, that pisses me off. Yeah. But it's got to be even. We celebrate every, oh, no, I'm not getting into it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Cats protection are stupid. <laughs> That's us finished the telly portion of the podcast. Yeah. On to video games now. Yeah. So I'm still playing GTA Vice City. Mm -hmm. I am loving watching you play that, by the way. I actually kind of want to play it after you. So I found out who sabotaged the drug deal I spoke about last week. Mm -hmm. It was a fat kingpin called Diaz. That's a good drug dealer name. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw him, didn't I? You were, you were in his mm -hmm. mansion. Yeah, so I snuck into his mansion and me, and me and another bloke killed him. And my new goal is taking over the city, starting with all the development around. Yeah. So I've started with the filming complex. You started with porn. It turns out to be porn. <laughs> I didn't know that. You're like, oh, I'm starting with the film industry. No, you started with porn. <laughs> I did not know that at the time. Now, you like the way the females walk in this game, which is noticeable it's around the film hilarious. studio. It's It's so bad. It's hilarious. If I walked like that, I would need a hip replacement by the age of like six years old. Like nobody's hips move like that. Not even Shakira's. No. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so one of the new things they've added to this game from GTA 3 was motorcycles. Yeah. Which just means I have a lot of fun running them down. You it's, cannot it's drive. Great, it's great fun when you're just <laughs> yeah. driving along and you just see this arsehole on a bike that you just think, you know what, I'll just veer over to the left. Doink. <laughs> but I was laughing when you did the bike race with you and three others mm. and none of you. I, what I love about GTA, and I said this to you at the time, is... Even the computer cannot fucking drive in GTA. No. You're all crashing everywhere. Somehow, even though you cannot drive a motorbike in that show, in the game, you still managed to come I won first. And had crashed three times. So did everybody else. Yeah. That just shows you how difficult the motorbikes are to drive. But what I love as well is like if you're busy doing something, like if you're like flying a helicopter or something, if you watch the roads underneath, there's regularly like car crashes and like cars flipping over. So I love just the. The erraticness of the game. The only thing is, if you played this game, you'd be there for fucking ages. Because you would be that type of person that if you're playing it, you'd stop at the traffic lights. I would not. I you absolutely would. would not. So I did have a issue this week. At yeah. the start of this week, if you remember. You're, with our... You're a cheater. That's not... Well, I've used the cheats, yes. Because there's one mission cheater. that pissed me off. <laughs> so I've got a dodgy controller. <laughs> where the left... This has been driving me crazy playing Hogwarts Legacy, and you, but you really took the biscuit this week. So the left analog stick gets stuck sometimes in the upward direction. Yeah. I don't know why. So it just moves your pointer or your person forward. It just makes your person move forward, which is so annoying. So I was on an assassination mission to assassinate a number of people. I got to the very last guy after I don't know how, much, how long the mission was. He was on a boat. So I stood at the edge near a lake. Shocking. And I'm just away to shoot him. No, you did shoot him. I did shoot him. Yeah, you think you I got him. You're just about to complete the mission. And then my controller fucked up and it just walked me over the edge. <laughs> and for some reason, my gangster can't fucking swim. <laughs> and it just, it, yeah, I got, I failed the mission. Oh, that was brilliant. You were in stitches. Yeah, because you'd been, you'd done that mission a few times and you'd finally completed it. And before it did like the mission passed, you just like. 
commit suicide. Your character just... Take out fucking swim. Your character just walked into the sea and it just came up saying wasted and your reaction was crazy. I don't really get angry playing games, but I almost launched that controller through the fucking screen. That was brilliant. But I've had that when I'm in like a duel in Hogwarts Legacy like, mm-hmm. and I keep walking forward and I'm like, no, or like... <laughs> I'm trying to I do the same where I like walk off things. Oh, it's so frustrating. We really need to get we do. a new controller. So you quite like watching me play this game. I have a I have a ball watching you play. How come? So... Just because it's so weird and wacky. Yeah, the game is just hilarious alone, not to mention watching somebody play it because the missions are crazy. I love listening to like the radio and the, the conversations. Um like there's a whole section earlier, uh like radio advert about having your pets stuffed like taxidermy and then it's like coming soon grandparents forever <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant isn't it it's, Just it's like the little fantastic touches. i would love to sit in the meetings while they're creating this game coming up with all this content because it's hilarious back when you could be creative yeah I'm, I'm actually we were talking about this i'm interested to see where they go with the new one because obviously the world I, has changed yeah i don't know if they can have like the porn industry and stuff like that in it in the same way in the women walking like they do so i don't know well it'll well, be interesting fing- to see. fingers crossed it'll stay the same mm. <laughs> i don't think it will but it'll be interesting to see where it goes on to hogwarts legacy now yeah so what have you done this past week i had a cool mission this week which was involving dragons oh it looked so cool when that you showed was, me that yeah that was so cool what, so did you have, think, what did you have to do to the dragon? I think the bit that you missed was me and another girl, Poppy, who's into like all the magical creatures, came across a dragon fighting ring. So oh, wow. You, yeah, like an underground dragon fighting ring. So you know how like they used to have like dog fights and stuff like that, like that, but for dragons. So that alone was insane. And then we freed a dragon from there and took her dragon egg that they'd stolen and then the mission that you saw was us trying to find the dragon again and give the egg back. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool. I I like that the missions like that kind of mission is so different because a lot of the like stuff that you do can get a little bit repetitive. So that was a nice a nice new one. I was like, well, this is this is cool. I'm kind of, like I've not really dealt with dragons much before, and the story was good behind it and. Yeah, it was really good. I still can't believe you're still exploring new areas of the game and you're like 40 plus hours into it now. Yeah, I find a new I found a new area of Hogwarts and I found an underground cellar in Hogsmeade that I hadn't been to yet. There's still bits of the map I've not been to yet. Like there's a mission coming up, like a side quest for me mm-hmm. to do, and it's a bit of the map that I've not actually explored yet. Oh wow. Yeah. So I've noticed that there's snippets of Harry Potter music yeah. throughout the game. Is there any Harry Potter characters? No. 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 So it's set way before Harry Potter. It's set like, oh, I want to say over a hundred years before Harry Potter. So is there any references to anything? The only references that you get are like the wizarding families. They're like the deputy headmistress is Mrs. Weasley. Because obviously the Weasleys are like a founding wizarding family. And the headmaster is, is a black, like Sirius Black. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And there's other surnames that you'll recognize particularly the like the slytherin family like the dark wizard so i am um, one of the characters is ominous gaunt and gaunts are where they're they became they were voldemort's family so he's actually voldemort will be one of his descendants oh wow so stuff like that is pretty cool so there's snowflakes like that in it but they wanted it to be different but the castle looks the same in a lot of ways but different in ways as well mm-hmm 
Uh, the spells are obviously the same, but yeah, so there's little bits like that sprinkled through it. So I've noticed that you're playing it a lot more this week. You've yeah. not been on your Switch as much. Why have you played more Harry Potter? I think I'm enjoying it more. There's nothing really in the Switch that's capturing my attention as much as Hogwarts Legacy just now. I think as well, I'm wanting to... I've got to a stage with it where I've unlocked quite a bit. So it's a bit more fun to play because I remember mm-hmm. saying to you, I was getting a bit frustrated because... I wasn't unlocking things like the room of requirement took a lot. I knew that was a big part of the game and a big part that a lot of people enjoyed. And it took me a long time to unlock it. So I was getting a bit like, but yeah, so that that's why I'm enjoying it more because I've unlocked more now. And I've been working to unlock even more, if that makes sense. So I've been doing a lot of kind of side quests and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things that you have to do to unlock more like gear slots. So I've been doing those missions. And are those for upgrades of your... Or uh, the amount of gear you can have or what type of gear? The amount of gear that you can carry is really frustrating. It's really minimized. And even doing the Your things... character looks shit, by the way. The clothes are shit. The, they are. They're really... I've unlocked a couple of cooler things now, but I'm like, oh, all these clothes are so bad. Maybe I've just been really unfortunate so far in the game, but the clothes are not the one. On to my favorite moment of the podcast. What's been your favorite moment on our screens this week favorite moment has to be i think we discussed it early in the podcast charles in only murders in the building and that fucking pickwick triplet song because we are still singing it all the yep. time which of the pickwick triplets did it yeah all, all the time it really catchy. it's a proper earworm that's exactly what i've written down <laughs> is that your one as well yep that's yes when he does the complete patter song <laughs> yeah it's fantastic and hit his delivery of it like steve martin's delivery of it is fantastic so yeah it has to be that who's been your mvp can be a character or a real person paul rudd really yeah paul rudd's performance in only murders was fantastic particularly the bit that we discussed with him doing like the Mm. fucking pig bit and not often do you see him do serious roles yeah it was really nice to see him do a serious role and it was It was a really interesting piece because it was really funny to watch, but also really hard to watch because as much as his performance was funny, you could see the hurt behind what he was doing. And if you listen to what he was saying about himself, it was really, yeah, it was really hard. So it was a fantastic bit of acting. So I would say Paul Rudd is my MVP. I've said Sam Rockwell, who plays Aidan Wilde in Argyle. I thought he knocked it out of the park again. He did. I just love him. I think every film he's in, he does great fantastic work yeah so, yeah mvp yeah and finally what's coming up next week i've put down probably a cinema break for yeah, we've us been, we've been hitting it a bit hard haven't we so it is valentine's day this yeah. week so we're going to watch what happens in vegas yeah, 2008 we, with we, cameron diaz and ashton kutcher we said we'd do a good old rom-com for valentine's and, and we love it we love, we love rom-coms it. yeah i've also put potentially luck the Apple TV animation, oh, yeah. which is an hour and a half, I think. So I want to watch that with you just to get it out of the way. And yeah. I think we'll probably both enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And possibly, this is probably the week after, is June. Dune? June? I think it's June like sand dunes. Not like the month? No. June. I think it's June like sand dunes, I yeah. think. Not Dune. Dune is probably what Americans yeah. say. So that June 2 is coming out in the cinemas soon because we've seen the trailer and I think it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not sold on it. How can you... You know, we're not getting into it. We're <laughs> oh, not, but you, how you long watch is the trailer it? for the first one. How long it, is it? Two and a half. Okay. 
and you said I was going to watch it by myself, and you said I'll watch it with you. Did I? Yes. Don't remember that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we will get into Scrubs season four once we do a bit more. Yeah. We seem to be because we've got these Saturday night telly shows to catch up on throughout the week. I think we also. We've been hitting only murders hard because we've been we were loving it and it's finished oh, yeah. now. I'm also going to start a series for myself this week. Oh, so you're going to take notes and I have am. your own little section. I on am. It. This will be the first time that I have watched something that you have not watched in um, a long time. What series is this? It's been out for a lot of quite a few quite a few months, maybe even it's over. I thought you were going to say quite a few years. Quite a few months is make, means it's still I'm quite recent. Think. Is it a year, two years old? It's probably older than I think, actually. And it's Daisy Jones and the Six. So I read the book and I always meant to watch the series. And then I was round at my friend's on Saturday night. And she said to me, look, you've got to watch it. So I'm going to watch it. And so it's based prime. on Fleetwood Mac. It's based on Fleetwood Mac. It's based on Daisy Jones and the Six. It's a book by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And it is based on Fleetwood Mac. What platform is it on? Amazon Prime. Amazon. It's an Amazon Prime original. Hmm. Yeah. And... Since we're finished Only Murders in the Building, our new show we're going to start together is a brand new one on Netflix. It's very popular just now. Griselda yeah. with Sofia Vergara. Love her. For um, Modern, Modern Family. Family. Did you like that? Yeah. <laughs> we also have Gladiators and Ant and Deck, our usual Saturday night telly yeah. to catch you up on. I'm going to do my show next week, which is Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, oh, Apple yeah. TV, yeah. which is a follow-up on the Godzilla franchise. Yeah. Although I know it's going a little bit in the woke direction, so that's going to be interesting to discuss. Does it connect to the Godzilla and King Kong film that's coming out? No. No, so it's separate? No. Okay. It's its own entity. It basically goes over how humans came into interaction with Godzilla first Ah, and how the legacy that, or how the company that studies titans as they call them okay was founded in how it took off i see okay and then we're going to get into our gaming again i think we're gonna be playing the same games yeah i really want to try palia I've, i remember i showed you the trailer for it I've you heard say really it's free good... yeah i'm sure it's free to download um i've heard i've heard really good things about it but i'm scared because i think it's gonna be one of those things when i download it i'm gonna jump down a rabbit hole and you won't see me <laughs> so if you do it on a quiet weekend yeah, I might save Palia for a little bit. Well, you can play that on your Switch, can you? Is it Switch? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's available on Switch. I'm not. I'm, okay. I'm not. I'd need to double check that. But I'm just a bit nervous because I do, I can't afford to go down a rabbit hole just now <laughs> or something. <laughs> we'll see. Right, that's us at the end. Any films, shows, and games that you guys are watching or want us to watch, or you have any questions for us, please email them in at weeklyscreeningpodcast at gmail dot com. Again. <laughs> I did actually write it down to do it this did time. You know? I was going to take it out. Oh, damn, just when I take the piss out yeah. of you, you don't do it. <laughs> so before we go, we would like to thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. We don't have any socials at the moment. It's something we're going to work towards. <laughs> in the... You meant like social life. <laughs> like we do. We do have a social <laughs> life. Yes, we don't have any. We're, we will get... We've decided not to market the podcast until we've got it up and running a bit further. So we're not on any social media yet, but we will be. So you guys are the only way we can grow just now. So tell your friends, tell your family, even your nan. Give give us a review. (laughs) That makes a huge difference. It really does. That's a wrap, guys. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.